quick reminder, the host of this show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. Guests on the show may be clients of Mach 1 Financial Group and comments should not be taken as an endorsement or testimonial of the firm. Comments are the sole opinion of the speaker and do not reflect the opinion of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said on the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. This is Matt Walters here with the Mach 1 team and today... On the podcast, we have a very special guest um, that we'll introduce here in just a second. But just first, let's introduce the team that we've got on the show today. David Lee, founder and CEO, Mike Frost, and Natalie, our producer. Guys, how's everybody doing today? Doing great. Happy to be here and excited about uh, our guest today. Absolutely. We've got got quite a few of us on the show today, so it may run a bit longer than normal, but it should be a good time. Um, so our special guest, as I mentioned, very special guest. We're excited. We've been looking forward to this one for a while now. Um, our guest is a very successful blogger, social media um, influencer. She's a mom of three children, all under the age of 10, which makes her a superhero uh, in and of itself. Wife of 16 years, an active member in her local church. Um, we want to welcome to the podcast Kelly, Kelly Stamps, and she's the author of Kelly's Corner the blog. Um, and like I said, she's all over social media, so you can find her there. Um, Kelly, you've had a large, you've made up a large audience, mostly of, um, pretty diverse, but mostly with mothers and singles younger with a lot of kids played matchmaker for some couples who are now married. Um, and many of your moms or future moms will at some point have concerns about financial issues and matters, um, that we'll get into today. But, um, for those of you, for those that are listening that don't know your story, would you, do you mind just kind of sharing how you got the blog started a little bit about yourself and then, you know, where we're at today? Sure. Uh, so I started blogging. Um, I, I have to think, I think it was about 13 to 14 years ago. Um, just, I had a friend that started one. I really didn't even know what they were. And I just thought this is fun. My mom will read this and kind of see what we're up to. I was a newlywed and, um, or kind of newly married. I was still working in the uh, business world. And, um, so then I, I blogged through, we went through years of trying to have a baby and I kind of blogged about that of infertility. And so I, I started getting a few more followers. And then, um, when my oldest daughter was born, she's almost, well, she's 11. Uh, she had a kind of traumatic birth. And so a lot of people started following during that time. She was in the hospital for a while and to were praying for us, kind of following along. And then I think people just stuck around because they started to feel like we were an old friend and kind of wanted to follow her growing up. And people still almost, she just started sixth grade and people will say, I've been following you since she was born. It's so crazy that we've known you all these years and they feel like they're my friend and part of my family. And um, so that's kind of how it got started. Just, I've just been writing it all these years. So. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So now you're doing it full time. I did. That- well, yes. Well, I've been at home for the last since I had kids for the last 11 years. And yeah. so I just, I mean, it's something I just do on the side. It's just like a, um, outlet for me, I think, especially when I had babies, it was just a great way for me to have, um, <laughs> contact with the outside world when I was home with babies all the time. And, um, so yeah, so now I just kind of, I work part-time for a nonprofit, but, um, I just do this. It's just something I do. Uh, and I love social media and, um, it's just something I enjoy. So, yeah. 
And then I started the singles thing um, kind of out of my blog. I used to do a thing called Show Us Your Life Friday. So every Friday, this was back when everybody had blogs. And I would say, like, show us your living room. Show us your favorite recipe. And people would link their blogs up with their, you know, a blog post so they could put their blog. Anyways, and so one of my single friends said, you ought to do a Show Us Your Single Boys, Single Guys Friday. And I thought, well, okay. I mean, I thought it was kind of fun. I was just like, thought it was just kind of a joke, but I thought, okay, we'll do that. And, um, cause I didn't get married till I was older. And so, you know, I kind of have a heart for people who are single and want to get married. And so, uh, so I did it once and had all these people link up their brothers, their sons, their, you know, whatever. And it worked. And some, a couple of people got met, uh, sounds crazy that they would meet through a mom blog. Um, but it worked. And so like once a year I would do it and people would post up them. It was girls and guys, you know, just blog posts about themselves. Well, then blogs kind of started dying and nobody wanted to, they wanted me to keep doing it, but they didn't have blogs. And so last year I did it through Instagram. I set up an account, just a separate a singles account, a account called Kelly's Corner Singles, which is so <laughs> cheesy and dumb, but it's what it is. Um, and I, people could submit there they would email me pictures of themselves and a profile and so I posted them thinking I would have maybe a hundred because you know my blog I would have maybe a hundred people and it worked um and people met and got married but then I did this Instagram thinking I would have maybe a hundred well I ended up having almost two thousand singles on there from all over the world I mean like other countries all over and um and then so I did it last year and then I did it again I deleted that account started another one, did it again. I usually do it the day after Valentine's Day. So I did it again this year. And I've had 22 couples get engaged or married through that. And so some of them a long time ago, there's been a lot just the last two years through Instagram. So uh, anyways, it's kind of a crazy weird thing, but it's it's fun. So um, 22 couples married off of that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, uh, relating that to... uh, you know, trying to figure out how some of this stuff relates back to finance, uh, getting married. Obviously, that there that takes some uh, some money typically to do that. But there there's some ways to to do that relatively cheaply, right, Mike? You you've got a story to tell about that. Yeah, and Kelly may have more stories like this. But for weddings, like when our daughter got married, we we set up a budget, and we'll use a round number, say it was ten thousand dollars. But what we told her was, you only have eight thousand dollars you can spend. And, but if you don't spend it all, we'll give you a, whatever you don't spend will match up to $2,000. Well, 8,000 and 2,000 is 10,000. So we were going to be out the same amount of money regardless. And we put all the onus on her, all the responsibility on her to make sure she managed to that amount. And lo and behold, she did. She used that money to go on her honeymoon. And so it was all good for everybody. Yeah. Because the average cost of a wedding is like $34,000, I see here. Right? <laughs> That's crazy. Which is That's crazy. crazy. That's, yeah. I know. I saw that and thought, crazy. <laughs> That's a car. Most expensive two hours of your life. <laughs> I, mean, I, know. I know. One thing I'm I'm interested in also trying to relate some of this back to, to money and finance. You know, as financial planners, we're often times trying to help people understand how to live within their means mm-hmm. and live within their budget and their income. Well, there's another side to that equation, which is obviously increase your income. You can either try to decrease your expenses or increase your income or better yet, a combination of the two. So talk a little bit about what blogging and now uh, this, uh, your social media stuff and 
the impact that that's had on your family financially and specifically with, you know, what are some, some ideas and we'll share as a group here, some ideas that if you're a mom, single mom, stay at home mom, uh, what are some ways that you can increase your income? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, blogging has been really great for me just because I've, I, I worked in the business world for 15 years before I had kids. I was Walmart and uh, vendors. And so when I stayed home, we had kind of planned for me to be able to stay home. But this was just this really blogging. I mean, it started out very small, never dreamed that anybody would even read it. But but I was able to I have ads on my blog, I was able to find ways to even though I write it not with the intention of I'm going to make a lot of money with this. I mean, I write it because I want to, and I love it. And it's just, um, but if I can make money through it, it's a, it's been a great tool for me to be able to stay home, um, with the kids, but also contribute to our (laughs) household. Um, and so, um, through, I, you know, I have blogs on my ad. I do feel, you know, I've just kind of learned over the years and a lot of people do this way better than I do. And I, I also kind of sometimes think, well, I don't want to, I could, do nothing but promote things on my blog and it would take a whole different turn. You know, I could make a lot of money, but then it wouldn't be, I feel like people trust because they followed me so long and they feel like we're friends. They trust me. So if I'm constantly like buy this shoe, buy this, yeah. and I don't, it's things I don't really believe in. Yeah. So I've always been very careful to only do things I really believe in, but you know, I can do campaigns with different companies and yeah. they will pay me to promote their stuff. And it, yeah. I, you know, a lot of people do it all the time, but I think because I only do it when I really believe in it, it has a better impact. It, it has more credibility. Um, so that's something that, you know, and then, and then there's all kinds of ways you can make money through affiliate links and, um, different things like that through social media. And so it's, it's a creative way that I think a lot of moms or a lot of different people have found ways to, yeah. I mean, there's, there are bloggers out there that make like a million dollars a year. I know, it's crazy. I know. Marketing and not nah, yeah. great for them. I, yeah. My but, husband will say, why don't you figure out how to be a fashion <laughs> blogger? And I'm like, well, that's not what I, you know, nobody cares what a middle-aged mom is wearing, but, um, you know, it is a creative different way. That's been nice, um, to be able to, you know, I feel like I'm contributing, but I'm also, yeah. And, you know, there are other, there are other ways other than just blogging. If you're out there listening and wondering how to, you know, some unique creative ways to increase income. Like my daughter, she, uh, right now, I guess, clay earrings are kind of, uh, in, in high style, uh, supposedly. So she started making these clay earrings from home. She created in 24 hours, she created a brand name and a logo and started marketing it through her various social media platforms. And, like her hairstylist ordered like 50 of them. And anyway, so she all of a sudden has a little bit of side income, which is helpful as a young college student, you know, having a little bit of income coming in. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways these days that you can, if you're out there listening, you're a stay at home mom, there's a lot of ways if you just kind of are creative where you can figure out some ways to. And that's the great thing about social media. It's so easy to market things. I have so many moms and things that follow me that do make earrings or t-shirts or whatever. And I always want to, I always want to help promote them because I think I want to help promote the moms that are out there trying to do things like that, you know, um, if I can. So I think it's, I think because of social media before we would have never had this way to promote things. Um, so yeah, it, we Matt and I it's were a just talking world about we're living in. it. Really is Matt and I were just talking about that yesterday, saying how you can easily get a, a little business going really quickly because mm-hmm. of social media these days. So yeah. yeah, one day you can be from like idea to 
up and running yeah. essentially yeah being able to you know start set stuff up online and everything so so one of the que- one of the questions I wanted to get into is obviously being a being a mother and having a lot of moms that follow you um, maybe you've touched on some things or maybe you hear a lot of things but what would you say are the top I'm sure there's quite a few but one of the top one or two concerns questions or fears maybe that moms have related to money finances budgeting that that you think we could provide some insight to or provide some you know answers to I think I mean, there's so many, I think just from like groceries, you know, grocery budgets and just, just overall family budgets, you know, when you're living on one income or even if you're both working, um, kids are expensive (laughs) (laughs) and the cost of living is expensive. And I think just planning, you know, and when you, you think about school, do you want your kids to go to private school or public school or even homeschool, you're having to think about what's the cost of that and what's, and just clothing them. If you have more than one child, or even if you just have one and clothing them is, you know, shoes and then planning for the future. I mean, mine's in sixth grade and like we've mentioned, my husband, he's constantly like, they're going to be in college soon and we've got to figure this, you know, and they're going to need a car and for, you know, and yeah. so I think just planning for all those things and retirement, you know, and trying to live on X budget. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just, I think we all moms have a lot of this and, and sometimes a lot of it falls. It depends on who in the family's doing the financial. Sometimes moms aren't even thinking about the money right. because the husband or maybe the husband set them on a budget or, um, but I think in the back of your mind, you're always, even if you have babies, you're thinking, you know, yeah. how do, how do how, I provide for yes, this child? How do I provide? Yeah. And, um, it just, it's just getting more, you know, you think it's expensive when they're in diapers and you're having to buy diapers and formula or whatever, but it just gets more, they just need more than they do. You know, they don't want just regular toys. They want to, iPad and, uh, you know, the toys get bigger and more expensive and for sure. Yeah. One of the things that I've seen that's been most helpful is just having open dialogue between the husband and wife, mm-hmm. you know, different needs, different responsibilities. And so making sure you're just communicating what those needs are mm-hmm. and so that you're on the same page. I know you mentioned groceries mm-hmm. and that's, you know, we look at and review hundreds and thousands of people's budgets and what they spend and what they need. And the grocery and food item is always, at the top or near the top. Um, and one thing that we, me and my wife recently did uh, a year or so ago, probably as, as a lot of people have, is moved to the online grocery shopping, mm-hmm. which was huge because, you know, it got us out of the, well, we're starving and we're walking through Walmart, which it's has expensive. every food item <laughs> yeah. you can imagine. And we spent up spending 50 more bucks than we anticipated, yeah. right? Yeah. Versus the online shopping, you know exactly what you spend right before you hit submit. And that's actually been, helped us be much more consistent like week in and week out because we know, okay, well, we can push this to next week if we need to, to kind of stay under our weekly budget. So that's been really helpful um, from a budgeting standpoint. One of the things that I think we saw on your blog was that you had uh, information about best coupon sites and coupon clipping. You want to address that? Yeah, I never was great at actually cutting out coupons and taking them to the store. But now there's so many great apps that I love that I use. I mean, there's one that I love that you just click what you, you know, you can just click what you, and you get money back. It's Ibotta is one of them. And there's a whole bunch that you just scan your receipts and it gives you back money. And so I, it's kind of like a game to me, really, honestly. And that's kind of my fun money is like if whatever money I get back, I kind of have that as my little fun money I save in an account. Um for, to get things, but you, or you can get back, you know, Walmart gift cards or Amazon gift cards, but there's a whole bunch of apps. So I'm, I do talk about those a lot on my blog because I think, um, 
you know, it's fun to use. If, if you can get money back just from shopping and what you would buy, and it's not like you're having to carry around that old coupon, yeah. you know, the old thing yeah, the, you would carry around <laughs> yeah. in your purse and get, I, I just yeah. never could get into that. Yeah. But, but it's um, easier now with but the, on apps, the app. Saying, I mean, yeah. and sometimes you don't even have to do it in the store. Just yeah. as you leave, I just scan my receipts and it yeah. gives you points and then you get money back. And um, so I love things like that. And I love to share things like that because I think we're all looking for ways whether you have a lot of money or you have not much or you're on a tight budget or whatever, it's still fun to, yeah. Hey, I and got I, $70 last month just from scanning receipts. Yeah. And you were just talking about how expensive families and kids are to raise these days. And you know, the old saying, a penny saved is a penny earned, right? Moms are always looking for ways to save. And I know even just in the last few months of everybody being at home and eating all their meals at home and groceries have gone up. I mean, that people have been talking that about that a lot, just, Oh, my grocery bill is astronomical because we're eating three meals. That I'm cooking every meal. We're at home and, um, you know, they've raised groceries because they can. And so, Kelly, I know one of the topics that moms and, and dads, but moms maybe a little more so really focus on and worry about or are concerned with is, you know, education planning for their kids, primarily around the cost of college and and that can just be very overwhelming, right? Because it's expensive today, but if you've got a five and a six-year-old or young kids and you look at what that might be in 10, 15 years, it's just, it's really overwhelming. So what are some of the, you know, there's a lot of different options and strategies and planning ideas that we help people with when it comes to college planning and planning for, you know, higher education. Um, anything specifically that you hear people asking about or questions or anything that, you know, through your blog and your social media presence that you see related to college and education? And just in general, how should they be, you know, how should they be planning for college? Should they have the, what is it, the 429? 529. Or 529, sorry. Or should they, um, you know, how should they, plan? Should they, yeah. you know, and I think you think it's so far away when you have babies and then boom, it's, it happens really fast and then you're like we have nothing or you know or is our loans better you know should I let them take out loans or should we you know scholarships grants what is the it's overwhelming I yeah. think yeah. yeah the first thing I always recommend people do is just this is kind of a theme I guess for everything I keep saying but sit down and have a conversation because what I find is oftentimes the the couples came from two very, very different mm -hmm. situations right mm -hmm. one of their Families may have completely paid for it and the other may have been had to get it by on their own. Mm -hmm. And you definitely, this is something you want to be on the same page with, mm -hmm. right? So that one of you is not expecting and has the expectation to be just writing a check for mm -hmm. everything your kids are going to need for college. And the other doesn't want to spend anything on your kid's college. And so- And we are those people. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> my parents paid for college and I went to a private school and we weren't wealthy. My dad was a pastor, but I yeah. think my grandparents helped. But, but Scott worked his way through college yeah. and lived at home. And so we have extremely different- Yeah opinions on how college to look for our kids and that's a that's a common discussion it's so in our common house. well it's so common yes it's very very common. it's very rare that both uh you know people in a relationship came from a very similar situation from my experience and related you know financially related so having that conversation what is important and it's not all it's not what i found is it's not always about do you have the money or not because there are people out there that have plenty of money that just the principles of their children getting scholarships and working their way through school. So it's not a matter of is the money there, is it not? It's a matter of what are your values and your beliefs. And you're not going to know if you've never talked about it, right? So Kelly, as we kind of wrap, wrap up here, a couple more questions. What do you think the biggest need is 
for your readers or followers as it pertains to finances, money, or investing? Um, I think just, well, probably what you've kind of referred to is communication, budgeting, um, just planning, I think. And I think a lot of couples just don't discuss it. They just, there's not a lot of, you know, one or the other handles it and the other maybe lives in, you know, bliss, blissful <laughs> ignorance, um, or not blissful ignorance or, um, and I think that's important or in denial. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times. And so, um, I think, you know, I think just planning and yep. communication is very important. And I, you know, I think that's where a lot of it breaks down into, and, and everybody's budget, whether, whatever your budget is and whatever income you have, I think that's just a big need for everyone. Yeah. The planning part can't be over, uh, can't be emphasized enough. Like you, you say it a lot of times, Mike, if you aim it, go ahead. If you aim at nothing, you'll surely hit it. Yeah. And so that goes for whether you're planning on your kids going to college X, Y, or Z and how you're going to uh, pay for it or whatever. Or vacation. Vacation. Or, yeah. That's an important yeah. part of mm-hmm. having good family relationships, I think, is I know. those vacations. Knowing what you want to have. Yeah. Like my, Scott's always saying, you know, like, let's, what do we want to see happen this year? Vacation or we want to add, you know, fix something in our house or whatever. We've got a plan towards that yeah. and, and not just like charging it or, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, or I mean, people that, you know, or what, or like suddenly we got to take that out of our savings account to pay for our vacation or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And so, um, I think just planning is yeah. The yeah. hard part about this is it's an ongoing conversation because what what me and Haley have done is we've sat down and had a conversation, but then we won't have another one for months and months and yeah. months, right? <laughs> and it's really like Dave Ramsey. We're a smart vester firm here in the area, and Dave Ramsey's a big advocate. He's like sitting down once a month and talking through that upcoming month's budget, and it really does need to be an ongoing conversation because. If you have one conversation and then don't talk about it for six to 12 months, that was basically a worthless conversation because there's yeah. been so much that's happened, so much that's changed that that didn't really accomplish much of anything. And I'm yeah. kind of preaching to the choir here because yeah. this is exactly what and, I do. And on that, <laughs> on that note, just having, having an advisor, a planner, if you want to call it that, can be extremely helpful, whether that's Mach 1 or any other, any other person that you're comfortable with. Just having that financial accountability partner that you check in with once a quarter, once a half, once a year to make sure you're on track for your goals can be really important. Yeah, I always we, we can very quickly turn into marriage counselors. I always yeah. joke with clients like <laughs> we're, we're advisors, but then we start talking about budgeting and, oh, what are you spending this on? <laughs> and it's true. like, okay, this is going to take a turn. <laughs> pretty quick um, that's true we do see that sometimes yeah. it's fun though it's what we're yeah, here for yeah so kelly a lot of people listening might already follow you um but there i'm confident be a lot that don't maybe this is the first time they've heard of kelly's corner and they're interested in learning more about your blog your social media presence kind of what you're doing and learning about your family and your story so how do people find out more about you how can they follow you and uh where can they find your blog um well i'm mrs kelly stamps on Instagram. And then if you go there, you can find my blog, but it's Kelly's Corner blog with a, with a K, two Ks, Kelly's Corner. Um, <laughs> that was a very cheesy name I came up with 14 years ago and I've kind of regretted it, but yeah. whatever. Um, so that's where you can find me. Yeah. How about the singles? And it's, uh, it's at Kelly's Corner Singles is the Instagram account for the singles. So if you're single, that's a great place to go, especially if you're a guy. Really? <laughs> 
We have why, a lot. Why do you say that? Well, there's because we have like I mean, obviously because I have a mom blog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> most of the, I mean, I don't have a lot of single guys that follow me. Yeah. Or it would be yeah. weird if I did. And so when I do the singles, that's my hardest thing is that I have out of two thousand people, it's seventeen hundred girls and three hundred guys. Yeah. So I think I would have probably hundreds of couples getting married by now, but I just yeah. it's hard finding the single guys to get over there. Right. So well, there you go. If you're a single guy out there, get the word guy, out. You have the pick of the. You know, you've got. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's great for you. Well, Kelly, we really appreciate you being here today. We've been looking forward to this, and our goal is ultimately just to to get education out there, information, right? And so if we can. Um, help any of the any of the moms or be an accountability partner for anybody out there. That's what that's what we're ultimately here for. So thanks again for joining us. Um, as always, submit any questions that you have for us. You can get on the website, go to the podcast section, submit the submit your questions directly there, or you can email us at podcast at mock one financialcom um, Upcoming podcasts that we have around the corner have several more guests. Um, related to real estate, what's the Northwest Arkansas and the the U.S. Uh, real estate market look like? We have a mortgage broker coming on here in the next couple of weeks, so some really cool guests that we're excited about. Some interesting topics, so be sure to follow those and and, and check in each week. Thank you, as always, Natalie, the producer here for producing the show. She uh, she makes us sound a lot better than we really are <laughs> and do. And the thought for the day, this comes from Abraham Lincoln. Mike got this for us. Um, going along the themes, the theme of today with moms. So he said, I remember my mother's prayers and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. So I think that's a good one to end on today. So as always, uh, that's it for today. We appreciate you listening to the podcast and we look forward to joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mach-1financial.com disclosures.